Ethos lifting him and figure it day one the Melbourne Cup for Gay. Ricardo second down, Ethos third. G'day guys, Fergo here. Welcome back to episode 3 of Fergo's Tips and Slips. And today, well, it's a big week. We finally got an interview. We've also got the first great one for the season, so it should be a ripper. Um, uh, Yeah, I was interviewing my dad actually today, so that'll be a bit interesting. Not coming up just in a sec after a recap last week. Uh, not much to recap last week. Absolute shocker. Now, I don't want to make excuses, but the three-year-old races, or well, new season three-year-olds, it's very hard, like, you got to be careful early days until the features come along, I reckon. Like, fresh, it didn't settle in the run. It was too wide to have an impact either. I wouldn't forgive it. If it was just wide, I would forgive it, but it was so cane in the run. You can't be happy with that. Rulership. Now, it worked hard too early. That's something I'm willing to give another chance. And I don't think the rails were the pace to be at Caulfield. It punched hard to lead on the rails. I don't think that was the best part of the track. Um... Free trade, very short favourite. It was two dollars in the one dollar sixty-five. Very disappointing. I mean, the shape of the race didn't help. Terra laid Terra away leader one. Great ride on that. Saracino, I believe it was. Don't quote me. Interesting to see what that goes through now. Looks like a gut busting run. Has a, had a good blow off that one, I reckon. Chasing absolutely didn't even really chase. Adrian Schiffley, that was a great return actually. Second, um, it just lost to a very fit horse like Viridane. <laughs> No tosser, and it just lost to it. Like, oh, it was a, it was a good run, and we'll progress over further. Mystic Journey, the gate didn't help. It was a bit tardy away. Came in the run and was wide, so there's a few excuses there. But I'm thinking now she's a bit of an older man. Does she need further than what she's been like getting better perform now? Like, uh, she's not made for the Cox Plate. That could be the Target race. She raced well at Mooney Valley early in the year, and she raced in the Cox Plate obviously last year. But I think she's better suited to those longer distance now. Wouldn't give up all hope on her yet. Dallas and that was a good, good, good run by me. Well, by me, by my standards. Uh, I think the horse is looking for further. And it was second to a good horse behind us. I, I rate that horse. It could be competitive in group ones. And it was very far back as well. Made some great ground. So, interesting to see where that goes from now. And finally, the star of the weekend for me, North Pacific. Woof. Didn't that put them to bed easily? Was deservedly favourite. Backed in as well. Same as free trade, sort of backed in. But. Did, didn't do the money uh, poor. Absolutely put class to those fielders. Some decent horses in there. So that that's group one caliber horse, if you ask me. It's a three-year-old. I'd be shocked if he isn't competitive even group ones and harder races. Anyways, I'll now chuck in the interview I just recorded with my dad. Um, enjoy. And after that interview's over, I'll come back and I'll preview this week's features. See you in a minute. Right, good day, guys. Here we are with the uh, mentioned interview with uh, my dad. Guess he could also be known as our uh, Fergo Senior. How are you going today, mate? Uh, good, thanks, Fergo. Just for the reference, Fergo Senior is my dad. Oh, well, there you go. Anyways, we won't waste so much time. Just give me a quick background on your uh, punting life and any horses you own or previous horses, etc. Sure. So I think I can't. When you first asked me about that question, I couldn't really remember exactly when I got into it, but I do remember. A day, I think it was my first year at uni. It was midweek racing out at the, uh, the cold, wet, concrete jungle that is Belmont Park. Nice, fairly Flemington. I'm not sure you've ever been to Flemington. <laughs> uh, and managed to back the first five winners that day. So uh, I think from there on in, I was hooked and up and about. And any, any horses you own currently and previous? Yeah, look, previously, I think the mighty nine-time city-winning Biker Romba um, was clearly the highlight. Good friend of mine, Troy Van Heemst, out at Inglewood Park Stud, uh, managed to pick up a... Did he pay his advertisement? Uh, no, no, he didn't, but <laughs> Uh 
or something similar. <laughs> um, he managed to pick up a Pewin gilding of, uh, that cost $12,000, much to everyone's amusement. It went on that sale to be the most, um, won the most prize money, a lot of West Speed bonus, which they have for the local breeding. Yep. And we had a fantastic time. Yep. And any you currently own still? Yeah, currently we've got a Fiorente. Melbourne Cup winner, if I'm right. Yes, the 2013, I think it was, off the top of my head, Melbourne yep. Cup winner. Um, under your friend Damien Oliver. And, uh, yeah, out of Windana, which, again, um, was bred by Troy. And that's with uh, Dan and Ben Pierce. We have a yep. Zoo Star as well, um, which will be coming um, as a two-year-old, racing shortly. Yep. And um, I think that's all at the moment. Fair enough. Okay, anyways, I'll quickly touch on... I hope it's precise that Belmont Street talked about your best win ever on the punt. Best win ever on the punt. Or wins if you can't narrow it down wins, to one. yeah, there's a couple that jumped to mind when I was living in Sydney. Uh, we went out to Randwick one day, uh, a group of five or six of us. We sort of pulled our money and had a bet which won. There were a few schooners in and decided to roll that over, which we did. Shame listening, did. mate, that was a schooner for you. <laughs> yes, only a small one for Shane. And uh, that dutifully saluted. So at that point, majority wanted to pull out the sizable sum. And I decided to uh, tap up Fergo Senior, actually, or oh, yeah. Fergo Senior Senior to you, who tipped us into a horse, um, managed to convince everyone to roll it over. It's duly saluted as we were all punching. Lots of form in that uh, choice, uh, was it? Well, that was the thing. I then went back to him the next day and said, where did you get that tip from? And he noted, I just liked it because it had gold in its name. Well, that's um, pretty a gold story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, one time after... Again, when we're in Sydney, the mighty Fremantle Dockers touched up to Sydney Swans. Uh, Happening this Adelaide as well, hopefully. Uh, yeah, hopefully history will repeat. Uh, and we're at the pub right next door to the ground. There were a lot of Fremantle supporters celebrating. The mighty biker on was first up again at Belmont, uh, paying tens, came down the outside and saluted by a good half head or so to the point that the TAB inside the uh, hotel ran out of money. Um, That's what we like to hear. Yes, correct. Uh, good day. It was had by. Anyways, we'll talk about actual horses now. I'm just going to quickly ask you some of your spring predictions and we'll uh, wrap it up. But you got any picks for the, let's go start with the Cox Plate. The Cox Plate. I mean, firstly, the greatest horse race in Australia, mm-hmm. um, by none. I think it's a tough one. Um, it's quite an open market. It is a very open market. I quickly read out the favourite's currently at $10 Russian Camelot, so it's open, all right? Yeah, look, the Russian Camelot is obviously a good horse and large. Who knows where that will go? I- I'm going to go slightly left field. I guess, to a degree, and maybe less so after the weekend, but showmanship, um, one of the, the Peters racehorses, and I say that through gritted teeth because I think everyone knows that Bob Peters is, in fact, Monty Burns. Um, <laughs> please Google it, all your listeners, and you'll see exactly what I mean. Um, showmanship has won six from seven under the Williams, and they're a very astute group. I mean, on the weekend, it sort of against the pattern there at Caulfield, rattled off the second best 400 of the day and the best 200. Um, Pike in the last, etc. But I think it does have that upside. It is rattling off, you know, really good times. And yep. I think if it, you know, bred to get the distance, and I think you get a reasonable odds at that at the moment. Just so. quickly touching up about uh, Bob Peters, move on. He's got four horses under $34, which is what Shamanship uh, paying currently, my ad. $34 to win, $10 to place on Bet It uh, bet Easy. We look at horses such as Superstorm, $26, Acadia Queen paying. 15, and Regal Power all playing 13. You mentioned about Pike. If all those four horses are racing in the Cox Plate, what yeah, happens very, then? Well, very good question. I mean, obviously, it'll come down to the weights and barriers. I think, I mean, you've got to see how these play out. But right yeah. now, I mean, if I was going to, as I say, I'm tipping showmanship. 
at the weights. So if you're the wizard, you're jumping on a shaman ship, are you? Ah, well, things continue the way they are. Yeah, quite possibly. But, I mean, Arcadia Queen's a freak. Yeah. Cracking horse. Ditto Regal yeah. Power, right? Yep. So, um, well, life chances. Yeah. Um, well, now we're on to the, the best two-mile race in the world. You could call it the Melbourne Cup. That's obviously the most open futures market you can get, really. If currently a $17 favourite being Russian Camelot again. Yes. Where do you go there? I mean, previously with the COVID world that we live in, um, I was thinking, you know, it's going to be Australian horses. But I recently was um, having a look at Collide, which is a five-year-old. Sorry, with, what? Yes, correct. Collide, a five-year-old out of Frankel. Um, it's won six of 15, and it's basically a similar path to what Protection has followed. in 2014? Yeah, 14-ish. I think it was the year after Fiorente. So now it's won the group two in France over three thousand, and thus it's qualified. Another qualification race, yeah, right? correct. And, and the, from Australian thoroughbreds have said they're gonna it's gonna run in maybe next week actually or in the next few days, um, and then come here for the Caulfield and Melbourne Cups. Yeah. So we know it gets the distance. We know you know obviously it's a Frankel. Um, they're bringing it out specifically for it. And I think if you want some value. It's at so 151.40s oh, or something. So, and if it's running, clearly it's going to shorten significantly. So there's one from left field for you. Didn't hunters. expect that when I uh, asked you that question. Now we'll head to the last of the feature races you call it spring. We'll head over to Sydney for the Everest. What have you got there? Look, it's going to be hard to go past Nature's Trip. Mm-hmm. I think under Waller, it's, it's managed to come down. It's, again, runs incredible times. Um, quality horse. Uh, and I opened at the Everest market this year at $51, apparently. It's into $3 favourite now. Oh, yeah, now as it gets closer, I guess. But, yeah, look, it's going to be tough to beat. Yeah. Nature Strip freak. If I was going to go wider, I'd probably look at Gitra, to be honest. Um, got the slot recently. Yes, it's got a slot. That's exactly right. I think you're getting around 15s. Yeah, 15 and $4.80. Yeah, correct. I mean, one of the only good things to come out of Adelaide. In fact, it's the best thing to do <laughs> is to leave Adelaide. Um, sorry to any of your listeners from there. But, I mean, 19 starts, it's been in the money 18 times. Um, yeah, special good, itself. Good horse, correct. So, Interesting yeah. to see how, I don't know how it's going to get trained now. I'm not sure if Goodrich is still training it, but I think it's at the Ingalls farm. So, yeah. no respected people have taken the horse, got, yeah. clearly got the... Correct. You know, it's got the slot, it's in there. I think, well, what's that paying at the moment? Teens last time I looked. Gosh, it's $15, I just said. Yeah, 15s, right. I think so, it will, again, like Clyde will shorten before the actual race. Yeah, correct. So if you want to have a tickle on the futures, that's where I'd be going. So quickly, I've got to ask you for any names for the horses you own so we can uh, chuck in our books when available. Oh, sure. Um, So the Fiorente is Fear the Wind. Yeah. That's a three-year-old just turned. With, it is bred for distance. We'll be going, um, hopefully, to the autumn in um, Perth. The, oh, a different autumn in, different autumn in the eastern states, isn't there? No, no, autumn's the same all year round, but the autumn features in Perth. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that's with that. The Zoo Star's not named yet yeah. um, at this stage. We also have a um, Bondi, which I didn't think of. Just by while we're talking, did you? Yeah, yeah, just, just quickly grabbed one. Um, I'll solve your possessions. Also you. unnamed? Uh, no, they're not named yet. Okay. So it's a Zoo Star out of Wirestalk. Um, you can update the listeners uh, most that's of the time. Decent breeding. I've ever seen it. Yeah, it's a nice horse. Smooth mover. Very, very happy with it. Right. So that will uh, wrap this up. First ever interview on the Fergo Tips and Slip podcast. Thank you, Fergo Senior. Hopefully chat to you again in the future. Uh, maybe in the hallway. <laughs> Cheers, Jimmy. See ya. All right, thanks again, Dad, for that interview. And uh, you're welcome, Troy, out at Lingwood Park for a free advertisement. 
expect maybe a cheeky invoice in the mail. <laughs> I'll now get on to the feature of the week, and I'll be covering six races, two from the Valley, four from Ranwick. Should be softer heavies at both, unfortunately, which is a bit of a... Ugh, but what can I do? Not weatherman, fortunately, pardon me. I'll go first to the Mackenzie Stakes at Mooney Valley Race 6, group listed. For three goals, Colts and Geldings. The favourite currently is number one, Hard Landing, $4. But I am tipping into number four, Flying Award. Trained by Danny O'Brien, ridden by Dan Oliver. Good partnership. <laughs> um, I think the first thing that strikes me is it's in Cox Plate Market at $41, obviously run at Mooney Valley. And could this be a trial for that? Could it be he handles the track and he wins? He's going to be targeted at the Cox Plate on a lightweight or... I think I think they'd be they've got him forward first up, put it that way. He's drawn good. I'm hopefully Oliver shows some initiative and sits a bit closer if there's a bias at the value, which often is for the leaders. His first prep form is very good if you ask me. His first two races were maiden classes during the midweeks and it's come second both times. And then went to Flemington in a listed race where it was supported and absolutely flew home from the back under Damien Oliver and won by uh, half a length ahead of Iron Edge. There's been three subsequent winners from that race in April. Um, but I think the big key to this is the tactics. Now, some good horses. Rafflin's drawn inside of him. So let me just quickly click to my speed map. It makes my job a hell of a lot easier. I think the speed map shows some good pace of Zipping Boy, Hard Landing, and The Last Charm all going forward. So Oliver might not have to put the horse too much out of his comfort zone to be close enough to win, as there might be a good pace on for him to be able to swoop. But with any sort of luck in running and not too much of a uh, bias against him, I reckon this three-year-old Seamus Award Colt, number four flying award, can get us the victory here at race six, Mooney Valley, currently playing $4.60. The uh, other feature at Mooney Valley is race number eight, the Caroline Stakes group listed four-year-olds and upset weights and penalties over the thousand, as I mentioned. The Mudlark of all on Mudlark's Jungle Edge drawn Barrier 10, the Toppy $4.14, and the current favourite number 10, Brooklyn Hustle, drawn Barrier 2, paying $3. Um, for me, I've gone Bonds away. Now, I've got to have a soft spot for this horse. I do rate it. It's uh, moved to a new trainer. Sorry, who's training it? Move from the Elton Zara camp to a, a trainer who's I've never really heard of before, to be honest, Wayne Kelly. Well, not heard of him, not with good horses, so it's an interesting choice to move him to here. Hope it means he's got nothing left in him to seven my seven-year-old gelding. Still got racing in him, surely. First up, Craig Newt takes the ride, drawn barrier eight. Now that could be a bit tricky, but I think he'll be able to sit midfield and he's got a massive turn of foot this horse. Now hopefully with some speed on, as I mentioned, Jungle Edge will be going forward. A few other horses will be going forward. Fine Dane hopefully puts some pace on Hoping some of the Seamus Wardies be able to be able to sweep home and beat this lot. Got a great first up record, including uh, last time he was first up was at the Valley, I'm pretty sure, if I confirm that. Yep, last time, no, sorry. It was first up on the 9th of 2019 at the Mo at Mooney Valley in a listed race, second behind a set of approach. His last up, last start, first up was fourth, one point first behind Jungle Edge at Caulfield. <laughs> Jungle Edge meets again. But I like his form at the Valley. Now, he hasn't won here, but he's four starts for two seconds and unplaced runs. The first one's in 2018 where it was fourth in the Group 1 William Reed Stakes where it lost ground being four wide. But the placed second place effort I just mentioned and the other place effort in a Group 2 behind Fainterha and the 
six length fifth. Six length, sorry, point six of a length fifth. So just lost behind Nature Strip and the Moya Stakes was awesome. It was held up and absolutely flew home. Hopefully we uh, hit a second part of that. Blurb, not the first. Flies home, not held up. Uh, it's got a, and the big another big tick for me is the price eight dollars fifty and three dollars to find out if Bonds Away can return well here at the Valley. I'm happy to take him away from uh, the Valley to Royal Warwick now for me. The Group One winks stakes over the four hundred meters. I'll cover that first because you know what it's Group One time. Get excited! Race seven, the winks stakes at Royal Warwick as I just mentioned. Three dollars and up. Wait for age. Um, now choice. Capacity field, and I'm gone with the horse which has drawn the rails, the Bostonian for me in this group one. Now, there's some very key stats here which doesn't convince you, I don't know what will. His first up record is very, very good. Six starts for five wins, two of them being group ones. He's drawn to get a nice, nice sit midfield here. It's hard to be able to not get a nice run from Paraguay one realistically. I think the J Ford booking is a bit interesting, but I'm not going to say oh, he can't win because J Ford's running. J Ford's a decent jockey. And the wet form too, he's seven starts on a soft for five wins and two placings. Let me just make sure that's correct, I'm not just talking rubbish. Yep, soft, he is five, sorry, ten starts for five wins, three placings. Heavy's two starts for two wins, so it's a heavy, the better I guess. Proven group one horse, lightly race six-year-old, hopefully the right one in the race. He can be forward enough first up to win this. And the luxury is he can back him each way at $7 and $2.80 currently. Um, the next feature I'll cover is the race six, the group three, two, toy, sorry, two, mind about, toy show quality, group three fields and up fillies and mares, so, decent, it's not that many good horses returning, which is why I believe the class just prevails here with Adelong, the lightly laced five-year-old mare, and you have eight starts for six wins and a two seconds, so never been out the Cornella, gets in well to 53 and a half with Tim Clark riding, now, oh, sorry, the just the wet form, superb. Loves the distance. Oh, it's drawn. It's could be better, but then again, I believe it will just be able to get a nice sit off the hop. So what am I talking about? Adelong should be able to go forward and lead. Hopefully, it's only the natural leader in a race. Few sit on the pace, but Adelong's an out and out leader, and I think it can find it if it jumps well from the wide gate. No interesting price, two dollars twenty. But I just think class prevails here and. Adelong should win first up and go to better races is my assumption. I'm hopefully I'm proven right. But, yep, race six, number nine for me at Renwick. Second to last feature at Renwick is the Dali Silver Stakes race four. And it is a group two three-year-old filly. So, yep, three-year-old races. Told you to be careful, but I'm pretty keen on one. <laughs> number three, see you soon. Trained by John Dubas. Ridden by Sam Clipperton from Barrier Number One again. Hopefully, Barrier One's kind to the horses at Saturday and Randwick. Um, the trial has taken me like the recent trial behind. Sorry, I don't know who was behind. I'll just tell you, it was point one point five lengths fifth behind Invictus Salute. But Sam Clipperton, who's obviously riding, just sat on it and didn't even didn't even shake the reins. It just like, lengthened stride on its own will and. Absolutely cruise time behind some proven horses, Victor's Salute and Splintex and Dame Giselle, who is a toppy in this race. My uh, Dame Giselle ran third in the trial. I believe that. It's, oh, sorry, I was quickly noticed it's only unplaced run from five starts was in the Golden Slipper, it was eighth, and that it was 
wide and couldn't even get clear somehow. Three wide. Just paddled home, but still eight solid effort. Is that going to show that trial, which I saw, absolutely didn't even put an effort in this flew down the outside. If the track's not favouring, the track's playing fair, hopefully both Adelong and CDC can get every chance. $3.50, it's a good, good form, two fresh attempts, two starts, one win in one second. I believe that it can win this. I, I honestly, I don't see many dangers. Like, with Duke's image, I, I was on it, well, when I want to but that was a two-year-old Phillies maiden two two starts ago, and it's $5. Surely class prevails again. Danger sells also got to be a danger, but see you soon. I reckon it's more forward first up going off the trial. There's one way to find out. $3.50. So get on for me. The final feature of the weekend is race five at Royal Randwick. The Moston Copper... Sorry. That was the last race. The show county quality this is. The three-year-olds and up. Group three quality. Handicap. Um, this is actually a good field, but I haven't gone with one of the boom horses first up being either Funstar or... No, fun stuff's not going to be awesome, what am I talking about? I've got a special award, this number two. Trying about Chris Lee's for Brenton Abdullah carrying 58. Drawn barrier 10, I'll comment on that one in a minute. But this last prep form was excellent. It's had 14 starts for eight wins in two seconds, and two of those eight wins have been in group three quality. One being at Royal Remick over the track and distance, so that's obviously a tick, and that run was also first up. So last time it was first up, it won a group three track and distance. Which obviously is nearly a better class of race. Jungle Legend, that race Cascadian was also a placer. Um, it's trials that they've been fair. I want to try out Wyong against no one, but wins a win. Um, I said three trials for four, third, and the winners I just mentioned. It's on the drifts here. It's started at five, it's out to seven dollars, but that each way quote, I reckon, maybe take the tote, but I don't see why it's drifting. Seven dollars and two dollars eighty currently. Uh, Barry Towns, I mentioned, but should go forward. First up records, you know, as I just mentioned, can't fault it. Of all things being equal, fun star number three has to be a danger, but with special award being the only out and out leader, obviously, Lever Main will be on the pace from barrier one, but I think uh, Abdullah will go for the lead from barrier ten. Hopefully, it gets an easy time out there, and I believe it gives us a good old sight here first up. Looks to be able to have the class measure up to this, and all things being equal, hopefully, we get. Sight. <laughs> so that's all the features covered for this weekend. Hopefully we get some better results than last week, but Group 1 season, it's here. If you're not excited, then click off the episode. <laughs> but that's all being wrapped up. Thanks again, Dad, for the episode. Episode interview, should I say. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Watch out for the fluctuations on my tips. I, I can't tell you what to take tote on, but hopefully we get some nice prices come Saturday. But I think we might find some nice prices, especially in Seamus Award now. Until next week, I'll catch you guys later. Happy punting. Fergo out.